hello to the singular person listening to this podcast. I'm Becca. And I'm Taylor. And we're socially awkward. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. Um, we wanted to do this podcast for a really long time. Today, I was leaving the house, and I told Savannah um, that I was coming over to record a podcast, and she was like, oh my god, you've only been talking about it for like two years. <laughs> I was trying to tell someone about that podcast today, and I told them that I thought it had been about two years, and then I remembered that we talked about it when we were still at, at DBU, you were still living there, and I was still living there, so that was at least four years ago. Oh my god. Because I had graduated three years ago. Yeah, so did, I think we graduated at the same time. Yeah. But you stopped living there. But I, yeah, I didn't I did. live there at all, so yeah, that yeah, was yeah. at least four years ago. Oh my god. <laughs> Dang. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and I told her, I was like, um, cool, now we, we'll do the podcast, and next on my list of things I've been wanting to do for years is beauty school. <laughs> So maybe one day in two years I'll get that done. In two years, it's actually four years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, um, so we decided that we are going to like start off at least this podcast, but maybe this will be a thing mm-hmm. where we pick. We have like a jar full of like suggestions that we pre-wrote, mm-hmm. and we're gonna pick one and start there, and then just kind of like let it go wherever it goes. Yeah, which will be all over the place. It'll be wherever it goes. <laughs> so, basically just come on for the ride and just like be a fly on the wall for our like conversation. Yeah. 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 Come listen to two very mentally ill people yes. talk about absolutely nothing <laughs> for an hour. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Okay. Let me like <clears throat> mix them up. Not that it really matters, but okay. Go ahead and Oh, I get pick to pick? Okay, perfect. Yeah. So these are like pretty serious. I tried to take out some that were like maybe like, too much. Yeah, for the first episode. <laughs> We can always redraw if we have to. This one says Comp Theory with Becca! <laughs> oh my god, okay. I think that's great. Okay, awesome. But before you get started, yeah. I do want to do a fun bit that Please. I thought would be hilarious. <laughs> because I got you a Christmas present, and I want to <laughs> give it to you and record it because your reaction has to be captured. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited. And I know that the <clears throat> only people that are going to be listening to this are people that have already seen it yeah. because I showed it to everyone except you because I'm so excited about it. <laughs> So let me come get it for you. That's what happens to me. Every time I get a Christmas present, I'm, like, too excited um, to actually wait for Christmas. So I will, like, show the person. Yeah, I get very enthusiastic. And so I showed it to everybody that we know. (laughs) Because we only have the same friends. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. When I tell you that I, like, gasped when I opened it, after I ordered it, like, I, was, I like, literally gasped. So I think I know it's a t-shirt. It is a t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what does it say? Robert, what the hell have you been loco? Like, Robert Pattinson? That's supposed to be a depiction of Edward and Jacob from Twilight. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Why does it say Robert? Because Robert Pattinson? <laughs> I think it's like like they can't steal the exact quote. Oh my god, that's right. so funny. <laughs> so was that your prompt? Was fell over the home you've been well, looking? Like oh my god, I'm so put excited. the paper in there. Slightly, <laughs> <laughs> slightly, slightly, subtly 
pansexual, twilight, goofy, and chaotic. They nailed it. The, yeah, the background, the background is, is the colors like, of the pansexual's flag, but it's like, to describe this to everyone incredible. who can't see it, mm-hmm. it's like psychedelic swirls, <laughs> and then there's an absolutely horrible, like, Harry Potter Puppet Pals-esque <laughs> depiction of like Edward and Jacob from Twilight. Jacob looks exactly like Snake from Harry- Snake- I said Snake. <laughs> Snake from Harry Potter Puppet Pals. I've never seen Harry Potter. <laughs> Oh, oh my, my god. god. This is incredible. So good. <laughs> they nailed it. Wow. I'm wearing this tomorrow to church. <laughs> Please do. I was taking a video of me <laughs> when I opened it, and I'll have to send that to you later, because yeah. Blake knew about it. Oh like, god. I showed him before I showed anyone else, and That's I was like, so ooh, great. it just came. Let me take a video of me opening it. Yes. <laughs> like, this is it's so, so funny. Good. I love the colors, too. This is so amazing. That's a lot. I love it. I ordered Randy's shirt, um, like, the other day, and I think, like, you know how you can go on, this is from Nice Shirt Things, <laughs> the website. Yes, it is. Um, where basically you give them a prompt, and they, like, send you a surprise shirt of, like, how they interpret that prompt, and so um, I was ordering it, and you, like, you know, because you've been on the website, but, like, you pick the size, and then you pick the color of the t-shirt, and it says, like, it says white, also white, we only have white shirts. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a brilliant <clears throat> website. We are way behind on the trend, because yeah, this is, like, really big on TikTok. Yeah. But we recently have discovered this, like, shirt company. This, yeah. And so now everyone we know is getting a shirt from Nice Shirt Thanks <laughs> for Christmas this year. Yes. I got one for our friend Blake. I also got one for Lindsay. Can I see theirs? Uh, Are they already wrapped? Yes, Lindsay's is wrapped. Okay. You've seen Blake's already. Oh, he yeah. He wore it to okay. the Christmas party. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it says, it says a unicorn on it. <laughs> yeah, it says a unicorn. It says, I'd queef to that. <laughs> God, I love that this so much. This is going to be the most boring podcast episode because no one can see the shirts. I know. So anyone who hasn't <laughs> seen them is going to be like, it's not funny. <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> That's so great. Yeah, eventually we'll have to do, like, video. Um... Or something, but <clears throat> I wanted to uh, kind of tow our way into the waters of podcasting. <laughs> yeah, we have no fucking clue. What no we're experience, doing. none at all. At all. Okay, I so for calm theory with Becca. Calm theory with Becca. We <clears throat> transition into a new topic. Yeah, perfect. Love um, I want to know what is your like. If you had, like, one thing that you could tell someone about comp theory to, like, explain to them what it is, it's, like, mm. you know, something you think is really interesting, whatever, what would that be? Because Becca ma- majored in comp theory in college. Yeah, I majored in communication theory, um, which, <clears throat> for at least my, like, degree program, basically focused a lot on, a little bit on, like, speaking in groups, and, um, and professional communication was part of that, and, um through uh, different kinds of media um, and but the mo- the more interesting side of it to me was the interpersonal communication because I went in thinking <clears throat> like I don't know really how to talk to people if that makes sense and have a hard time sort of like um, feeling like I know what to do in a conversation and I feel like when I first took my first speech class in college it was like um, oh, there are, like, I, I don't know, I felt like they're having words to put to different, like, phenomena in interpersonal communication was, like, really special and exciting to me, so mm-hmm. I would call comm theory, like, um, 
it's like it's the study of um I almost said the study of communication. Obviously it is. <clears throat> That's I couldn't be any less descriptive. Um I'm so good at it, obviously. <laughs> um, it's like the study of how we relate to each other um in verbal and nonverbal ways, I would mm-hmm. say. So like, um I don't know. The most interesting part of it to me is um is like after I have studied it a lot, like implementing it and seeing like um, how I can more effectively communicate and sort of like take on the burden of communication where it's like, okay, it's kind of like it's on me to try to say things and do things in a way that communicates the message that I'm trying to because there's like one side of it that's um, like I know what I want to convey but then the other side is, like, what you're going to understand from what I'm conveying. Because I could be saying a word, you know, and you could have a, a meaning of that word in your head that is different from what I'm meaning it to be. And that's where things get, like, lost in translation. So I guess the idea is, like, to, um, to make that translation as effective as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I think it's really interesting because, like, your background is in comm theory. Mm -hmm. And my background is in psychology. Yeah. And they overlap in, like, a lot of places. Yeah. But then they all have, like, you know, kind of, like, entirely separate sides that is, like, like, when I took a communication theory class (coughs) in college, I was like, oh, this is, like, you know, most of this stuff is stuff that I've never heard of. Yeah. But, like, matches up really nicely with, like, you know, things that I've learned yeah, about psychology and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What communication class did you take? I took just, like, whatever the, like, I think general, like, intro to communication oh, yeah, theory okay, or whatever. Because, yeah, 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 that, it didn't require any prerequisites. Nice. So yeah. I had approximately 400, like, elective <laughs> credits. <laughs> my same. My <laughs> degree at, at, in our undergrad program was in English. Mm. And the school that we went to was kind of a joke. In yeah. terms of the English department. Um, a lot of departments. And Yeah. yeah. The school we went to was kind of a joke, full stop. <laughs> We're yeah. slandering this school right out of the gate, and we've already said where we went. Wait, did we? Yes. We oh, my God. Right right Whatever. We right at the very beginning. I so, I don't know. I feel... I'm sure this will come back up. We both feel very passionately mm. uh, badly about the school that mm. we went to. Uh, True. <laughs> but um, I don't even remember what I was saying anymore. You had a million elective credits. Yeah, I had a million elective <clears throat> credits because I was majoring in English and then, like, took psychology as, like, a minor just to fill the credits yeah. and then ended up really liking it. And now I'm that's what I'm doing my master's in. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I took that as just, like, a oh, this is, like, you know, similar. And they had, like, a lot of kind of, like, I don't know what they call that, but, like, where it's, like, the you Venn know, diagram of psychology and communication overlaps a lot, I feel like. Yeah, and they have a lot of classes where it's like, you can take this for a comm theory credit or a psychology credit, and oh, it's like... Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you... You probably did take some, but I know they yeah. had a couple where it was like, oh, you know, this is comm theory, like, 435, and also psychology, 435. Like, oh, okay, So it can count yeah. as either one. Interesting. So I took... I can't remember if it was, like, intro, or it was one of those, like, very, like, beginner ones that sure, kind yeah. of crossed. It was, like, both. So I took that class. And it was really interesting, though, because it was, like, a mm-hmm. lot of stuff that... Like, we see, I think comm theory kind of, like, is the, like, descriptive, like, wording for a lot of the kind of outcomes that you see in psychology, where it's, like, Mm. these two people are, like, you know, coming to you because they're having a lot of issues communicating. That's what the problem is. You can, like, talk through those things with them, but you don't always have, like, the words to describe, like, what 
you know, what the experience they're having would be called. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Just being able to put words to something that you're experiencing is so powerful, I feel like, Mm -hmm. Um, because it's really validating. And also it can be like, okay, now I can figure out where to go from here Mm -hmm. um, and arrive at the place I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dang. That's interesting. Um, Yeah. I don't know, like, um, I think when I wrote this down as, like, an idea, um, I was like, I want to talk about it because obviously I'm really passionate about it, um, and I was thinking that, like, I wrote, so what I wrote down was, um, Com Theory with Becca and, um, Sex Ed with Taylor, so I was thinking that we could kind of bring them up, um, Uh, as, like, segments or whatever, and so I was like, oh, I can be like, this is our calm theory of the week, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So, one that's been, I have two that I've been thinking about a lot lately, actually, because what happens a lot for me is that um, I'll be talking to someone, and I'll be like, oh, there's a calm theory for this, (laughs) and it goes this way, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So the two that have been bouncing around in my head a lot lately are, um, uh, communication, wait, yeah, what is it called? Well, here, while you, while you look this up, I'm gonna come up with, I know you said that it should be sex out of the tailor, which I'm very passionate about that topic, uh, that's also a dangerous topic because sometimes I don't stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. But anyway. Um, but I did have an interesting, like, kind of psychology fact for the week that I'll Please. share. Please. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was telling Bryce about this last night. So I was reading a book, and I, like, really like to read, like, romance literature. And um, so a lot of the times I'll see, like, you know, recommended on TikTok or whatever, you know, like a website, whatever. Yeah. Oh, this book's really good. And I only know about it, you know, like, what the brief description is that they include. So I'll go into a lot of books blind, and I really yeah. like to do that. I know you like to I do love that doing as well. It, yeah. Um, and so I found one recently that was recommended on TikTok that was, like, a series, and it's, like, this, like, a whole family, and there's kind of, like, a book for each, like, sibling in the family, and then it covers, like, you know, they get into a relationship, and then, you know, the next book, like, you know, the next brother gets into a relationship, and it's, like, you know, the best friend of the first guy's wife or whatever. Like, this is that, uh, um, oh my god, what is it called? Is this that Amish romance series? (laughs) (laughs) not... Amish. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know she's. You're referring to the Janet Oki books, and no, yeah. this is not that. All right, cool. Uh, there's way too much porn in this for that. To be <laughs> 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 you should write. You should like write fan fiction on that Amish series, but just add in erotic scenes. <laughs> just do like an AU where there's yeah. like just smut in the book. Yeah. <laughs> the most idea you ever had. Oh my god, I love that. Um, but so I went into the series very blind. Yeah. And uh, it, there's like four books. And so I downloaded all of them on okay. like, you know, Kindle or whatever. Yeah. But I went in on book three because that's the one that... Per- and usually the way... I don't know if you've ever been onto like the like smut talk side of TikTok. <laughs> but Not you- often, but it crosses over sometimes <laughs> into my free page. The way that people tend to like format those TikToks is they'll like pick out like a spicy scene. Nice. And they'll put like a little just like two line kind of clip okay, of yeah. like something from that spicy scene to like kind of get you, yeah, like get you interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, that sounds really interesting. So I like started with that one. So it was like in the middle. And um, I like to play this game with myself where I read books and I note to myself 
on what page do I think that they're trying to introduce that a character might be autistic? And then oh, on what page do they confirm that this happens? Because this happens to me oh, way more than you would expect. Yeah. Where I go into a book very blind, <clears throat> and yeah. I'm like, this is page three, this person's going to be autistic. Interesting. Um, and so this happened to me with one of these books that I was reading. Yeah. Where I got, like, partway in, and I was like, oh, she's autistic. Yeah. Because I can always, like, see myself in these characters. And yeah. I'm like, I see what they're going for here. Like, I get sense, it. Yeah. And they usually they usually will use a lot of the like kind of trigger words or whatever. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so they will they want you to know. So they'll say like you know, oh, the person's a very literal thinker, and you're like, okay, okay, I get what they're going for, yeah. for sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> but usually they're like depicted very well, and this yeah, series specifically good. has two. So the first, um, the one that I read first, like the the so it's like a series of brothers, like the family's like all brothers. Yeah. Um, and I think there's like two sisters, but they haven't. You know, the sisters don't get books yet. The sisters don't matter. They're girls. <laughs> no, that's definitely not. <laughs> I think one of the books is about the sister and, like, her marriage. Oh, cool, yeah. But I haven't read that one yet because yeah. it's, like, a failing marriage situation. And oh, that's conflict makes me, makes me uncomfortable. So sad. God, <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable, too. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the first one that I read, the, like, main guy is mm-hmm. autistic. Okay. And I was like, oh, you know, and they, like, they, they depicted it very well. Like, you could tell the author had, like, you know, done their research, whatever. Good, yeah. And then I read another one, and I didn't know that there was, like, more. But out of the four books, two of the books, the one of the main characters is autistic. Yeah. And so I was reading, like, this next one, which I think is maybe, like, the first one or the second one. I don't know. I read mm-hmm. them out of order. Yeah. Um, and so the, like, main character is autistic. But then, so she's dating one of the brothers. But also, um... Obviously, the, his brother is autistic, mm. and also the youngest sister is autistic. Yeah. And so, like, in the timeline of this book, she has just kind of found out that she's autistic. Oh, and she's okay, a teenager, yeah. so she's still, like, in school. This is the younger sister. Yeah, this yeah, is, like, okay, the yeah. youngest. And so she's, like, really kind of grappling with, like, yeah. not yeah, like not knowing how to handle that situation. Yeah. And so there's this scene where the main character and the sister are, like, talking, and she's like, you know... She's, like, 30 or whatever, so she's, like, you know, I've dealt with this a lot longer, like, you know, let me, you know, try to give her some advice and just, yeah. like, help her kind of understand, like, what's yeah. going on. And they talked in this one scene about the, like, uh, the, you know, the older lady was, like, oh, I can tell that you're, like, sensory avoidant. Mm. And she was, like, and the girl was, like, oh, like, what's, you know, yeah, that? And so mean? they were talking yeah. about, basically, like, typically autistic people would either be sensory seeking or sensory avoidant. Oh, okay. And so you'll have, like, <clears throat> still kind of blanket, like, you may have, like, sensitivities to certain, like, sensory experiences or, like, you know, overstimulation, stuff like that, but some people are, like, very avoidant to any kind of, like, sensory stimulation. So, like, mm. they don't want to be touched at all. They don't want to be hugged. Like, yeah. you know, they don't want to, like, feel their clothes on them, like, more specifically than someone who's sensory seeking. Okay, yeah. And someone who's sensory seeking might have, like, specific sensory experiences that they really want to, like, go for. Yeah. So, like, I'm very sensory seeking. Yeah, So okay, I yeah. really like very soft textures. So, yeah, like, okay. when I, you know, if I get, like, stressed or overwhelmed, like, I have, like, a very fuzzy blanket that I usually yeah. will, like, kind of put over me or, like, you know, a very soft, like, pair of pants or something like that. Yeah. Like, well, and also I know that, so- like, for you, be, like feeling things on you is, like, you don't like that at all. Like, being able to, like, feel your clothes or be aware of, like, your glasses on your face or, like, your hair in your face or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's really interesting. Yeah, I thought it was really cool because I've never, like... I mean, obviously, I've looked, like, a decent amount into autism just, you know, through school. And then, you know, I'm autistic, so I, like, look at things. But that's never, like, a descriptive that I've heard. Yeah. But it was interesting because she was like, yeah, the way the way that it can be broken down a lot of times is that if you're, like, sensory avoidant, like, you have to know 
when it's okay and then it's okay to like avoid those senses otherwise because mm-hmm. like a lot of people don't like to be hugged like I don't particularly like to be hugged sure yeah but there's a lot of situations where like if I'm feeling it's like it's a regulating experience almost like if I'm mm-hmm. feeling kind of overwhelmed like sometimes I want to be able to just feel like just touch that someone's there kind of like a grounding thing yeah like okay, it's yeah. a very grounding experience so like you know last night I was like oh I'm kind of stressed about, like, stuff like cats. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> and so I, like, specifically got this, like, very soft pair of pajamas and, like, put that on. Because it's, like, yeah. when I can feel that it's very soft, like, that's just a very grounding experience for me. Okay, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, and I thought that was so cool. So yeah. that's, like, my very long-winded psychology yeah. fact of the week. I love that. Um, sensory avoidant versus sensory seeking. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Yeah, I never knew that. There's so much that's, yeah, and that's, I feel like that's the other thing about looking into, um psychology and communication and things like that is um just it's so interesting the way that we work as people and it just another like really good thing about it I feel like is that it gives me a lot of compassion for myself and also others because I feel like the more that I like the more that I know about you and the things that you experience day to day like the more understanding I am of you and the more like compassion I have for you and I can like um communicate with you more and like be a better friend to you does that make sense Yeah, no, I think that's, because I know that people can get very, like, uppity about, like, you know, oh, you are just, like, a baby, like, you're just complaining or whatever to, like, have... It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, to, like, have these labels, but at the same time, like, it's, the the point of the label is never to, like, box you in, so, like, psychologists will be very careful about, like, you know, psychologists generally do not want to diagnose you as often as they have to for, Mm. like, insurance purposes, because... A lot of times, insurance, you have to have, like, a diagnosed reason to be Mm. going to a therapist to get it covered by insurance. Interesting. So, a lot of times, they have to, like, within three sessions or whatever, like, if they think there's something that fits, they'll give it to you so that your insurance covers it. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And so... It sucks, but it makes sense. It's Yeah, it's it's bullshit. Yeah. But the whole point of the labels and, like, you know, diagnoses and things like that is never to, like, box you in or to, like, make it seem like everyone's experience is the same. The whole point is so that you can describe better to other people what's yeah. going on and yeah. to understand, like, oh, like, when I think about that, I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense that I'm sensory-seeking, like, in things that I've seen of myself. Yeah. And now I know, like, oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Like, oh, let me go seek out this, like, yeah. sensory experience that I know I enjoy. use that to your advantage. Exactly, yeah. to, like, kind of regulate myself. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's helpful. That's the point, is that it's supposed to be, like, a tool and yeah. not, like, you know, a hindrance. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. That's interesting. Um... Okay, I did find what I was talking about. It's called Communication Accommodation Theory. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to read the definition from Wikipedia. Uh, it says, uh, da, 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 da. this theory concerns, one, the behavioral changes that people make to attune their communication to their partner to the extent to which people perceive their partner as appropriately attuning to them. The basis of the theory lies in the idea that people adjust or accommodate <clears throat> their style of speech to one another. Um, doing this helps the message sender gain approval from the receiver, increases efficiency in communication between both parties, and helps the sender maintain a positive social identity. So, like, um, that, uh, there's another, like, theory that talks about, um, like, how, um, man, I can't remember it. I'll bring it up later, but, uh, (laughs) I'll, I'll bring it up in another segment. But, uh, so we'll come back to this, but this is probably, like, my favorite communication theory because, um, 
I f- and I feel like this kind of overlaps with like masking too, mm-hmm. like to make yourself more like digestible or like if that makes sense, like to another person or an audience or whatever. You're gonna like accommodate the way that you speak, the way that your nonverbals are, like anything that you like can control. Um, and I feel like that goes into like when you spend a lot of time with a person and you uh, like come away from that and you realize that you've picked up some of their mannerisms or like the way that they talk or the things that they say or whatever and you're like oh man like that's definitely a a, like that's definitely a Taylor thing or whatever like I know that um I have a friend who's uh from Ohio and she says certain words a certain way that's kind of like midwestern Mm -hmm. um is Ohio in the midwest I to be honest I don't know where Ohio is all right I me neither it doesn't matter <laughs> it matters we're but like starting out this podcast of like let's talk about things we're very passionate about. let's talk about like our education experiences also i don't know where ohio also, is i don't have an education experience. i'm pretty sure ohio is in the midwest <clears throat> okay yeah i don't know i don't know where the midwest is to me either. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know where the lines are what constitutes the midwest what constitutes the South, like, because I thought, <laughs> I'm really going to expose myself here, I thought that the, like, that New England, I know it, like, comprises, like, um, New York, Maine, that kind of stuff, but, like, I thought that Virginia was also in New England, because, isn't it? <laughs> I've heard it, like, I, I don't know, because I've heard it, like, Reference as the South. That so is like, not that the South. Does that count as South? Absolutely. Okay. I think okay. the South is the Carolinas and down. But I don't... Okay. If Virginia's underneath the Carolinas, I don't know where... Like, I don't... I don't... Let's look at the map. Let me look at the <laughs> We are really exposing <laughs> ourselves here. I want to show if Ohio's in the Midwest. Oh, no. I think it's funny because I never took, like, geography in school at all. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but I would say that I have, and I know there's kind of a stereotype about, like, American people, like, don't know where anything is, which yeah, is for sure. fair. Like, there's yeah, large I've... portions of the world that I'm like, I don't know where that is. Definitely. I've definitely fallen into that stereotype. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I would say that I have a better concept of where things are, like, in Europe yeah. and, like, Asia than I do here. Like, oh, really? in America, I have no clue. I have a little bit of a like an okay concept of of where certain countries are in Europe and what they look like mm-hmm. um and an okay concept of the United States but not a good one of clearly either. not yeah okay yeah see i the carolinas are underneath so i would say okay. that maybe but it's that's more the like, south cuz it and i know it's not like florida's not considered the south even though it's underneath really? it's like this yeah, because oh. like if you've been to Florida, Florida is like its own animal. Like, That's true. I know you've been to Florida yeah, many Florida. times. Like <laughs> my it's not in Florida. Um, <laughs> don't know why I, I didn't <laughs> mean okay. like if you've been no, to Florida. I meant, like <laughs> it didn't feel condescending. I just thought it was really funny. No, I <laughs> so, yeah, I'm an idiot. Because yeah. I think, but like even like Tennessee, like it's pretty it's southern. southern. Like I would I've, say, yeah, there's yeah. like a weird because I think it would be like even because like Arkansas, Oklahoma, like yeah, very like. Hicktown, USA, sorry. For sure. Anyone, I lived like, in Oklahoma, basically. Yeah, I've been to, like, my family, that's where my family is from, is, like, Arkansas. Yeah. I would yeah. say more hick than we are. Yeah. But, like, we also live in, like, a very, like, urbanized part in, of yeah, Texas. So yeah. it's, like, Because we know. live in the Dallas area, so. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Um, is anyway. Ohio in the Midwest? I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, we're um, like, <laughs> yeah, you want to look that up while I What were we talking story? about? What I was saying was, um, <laughs> that podcast is a fucking mess. What I was saying was that I have a friend who's from Ohio, and she says certain words a certain way that I 
think is a Midwestern thing, but it could not be. It could just be Ohio. I don't know. Um, let me inform you that Ohio is, in fact, not even near the West. Ohio is over here. Okay, whatever. The Mideast. (laughs) (laughs) Ohio is closer to New England than it is the Midwest. No, Ohio is a New England state. (laughs) I know that's not true. After this podcast, we will look up a map of where the lines are. (laughs) Yeah, we should. Anyway, um... She says certain things a certain way. I can't think of any examples right now, but um, I know that, like, after I've spent a lot of time hanging out with her, um, I come away from it and I'll, like, say certain words that way and I'll catch myself saying it and I'm like, oh, that's a Melissa thing for sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is really funny. But anyway, so that's, like, um, communication accommodation is really interesting, I feel like, because we really... Um, it's almost like how our life experiences are um, affected by everyone else around us. Like, so is our communication style, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. Because you can use that, um, I feel like it's it feels sort of like, or it can feel like disingenuous to be like, yeah, I'm going to change my communication style to the person I'm speaking to. Like, you're sort of like two-faced or whatever. But I feel like it's it's a natural thing that's gonna happen anyways, and so, like, if you sort of have that knowledge, then you can adjust your style of communication to be more effective with communicating who you're talking to, you know? Mm -hmm. Or even, like, if you're giving a speech, like, your audience or whatever, you can sort of, like, um, if you know certain things about your audience, because that's, like, rule number one of giving a speech is know your audience, then you can um, talk about things more effectively. But anyway... That's super interesting. Yeah. The other calm theory that's been bouncing around in my head is called the spiral of silence, which I am clearly a lot more familiar with. Um, I am going to look it up just for the ease of explaining it. I, oh my god, I fucking love your socks. Thank you. <laughs> I love them, and I also love you wearing, like, platform bands. Thank you. I'm wearing <laughs> pastel blue platform bands with socks that are, like, watermelon. <laughs> colored and it's not like there's watermelons on the socks like the socks are a watermelon (laughs) yeah like the foot is the green part and then the leg is the watermelon part i don't think it's a watermelon part whatever um i love it it's great (laughs) thank you savannah gave these to me as like a when she got married as like a gift for being her maid of honor (laughs) (laughs) that makes it even better yeah it's great i like to wear these with my shirt that has like um uh, the pineapple patches on the boobs because I'm like, I'm a free salad. <laughs> Sounds like the intro to a really horrible porn. Yeah, it does. In front of my salad. <laughs> oh no, we're gonna like derail this into talking about porn. Uh, when are we not gonna do this? <laughs> I want you to finish this, but I do want to come back to this. Maybe we'll okay. have to clip this so that that clip makes more sense because okay. I do have something that's porn related that I want to tell you about. <laughs> Okay, we'll come back to that. Okay, all right, cool. Um, this will be quick. Spiral of Silence, uh, This the Wikipedia page says, is a political science and mass communication theory. Um, it states that a social group or society might isolate or exclude members due to the members' opinions. Uh, this stipulates that individuals have a fear of isolation. So, basically, it means that like if you're in a group of people and a topic comes up and you perceive that your opinion about the topic is in the minority of the group... <laughs> You're not going to bring it up, hence the spiral of silence. Um, but it does kind of count on you having a fear of, like, being rejected for that opinion. So according to, like, my communication textbook that I'll, I don't know, um, 
I don't have it with me, obviously, but, like, I remember reading this because I wrote a paper on it, um, but they said that if you don't fear that or you um, talk about your opinion anyway, if, uh, you're called a hardcore, <laughs> which is really funny to me. <laughs> um, but anyways, so that I feel like, uh, maybe that's been bouncing around in my head because the holidays are happening and so like we just had Thanksgiving um and I spent some time with like some family members who don't agree with me on certain issues or whatever and like Christmas is coming up and I know that's gonna be like the same experience but anyways uh interesting theories yeah all right you want to come back to the porn thing <laughs> yes. I'm gonna take off my sweatshirt because I'm <laughs> gonna get undressed for I'm the gonna porn get undressed while you're talking about the porn yeah perfect amazing I like you take off your sweatshirt and you're just wearing a Batman t-shirt let me get undressed for the porn segment like, wearing a Batman t-shirt Batman like cut off t-shirt oh my god <laughs> I this. it's the worst shirt you've ever worn thank you <laughs> it's got very big like the like frat boy like <laughs> armpit yeah. cut off <laughs> I, I like to wear this shirt with my um, Superman rosary, <laughs> which I'm not wearing today, but usually I wear them together. <laughs> this is a cut that part out. Oh, Everyone's going to be like, what the hell? Um, anyway. Okay, yeah. To transition into this porn topic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the other day, <laughs> the other day I follow multiple porn stars on TikTok. Yeah, for sure. Um, just because they'll talk a lot about the industry, and I feel like it's very important to, like, destigmatize like, the sex work industry. Definitely. And so there's multiple, like, porn stars that I follow on TikTok just to, like, you know, learn more information. I feel like it's interesting. For sure. And there's this specific... He's a... I, I don't know if he's still a porn star or he, like, was a porn star, because I know he's older. Obviously, older people can be in porn. Yeah, um, but I feel like it's not necessarily as common. Yeah, and I think... I know now he does a lot of, like, more, like, the filmmaking part of the yeah. process. Okay, yeah. Um, And I follow him, and he was, like, specifically referencing that a lot of the times they will do, like, underneath shots. <laughs> and yes. I, yeah, I know I told you about this the other yeah. day, and I don't really watch porn. So I've never, yeah, I've never like... I've, I've never watched a porn video, actually. I've watched, like, some that someone else has shown me to be, like, look at this, like, funny or weird scene. Yeah, I've seen, like, one or two, like, scenes like that that, like, you or other people have been like, you have to see this ridiculous scene in this porn or whatever. Um, but yeah, I've never watched, like, a whole porn video, like, start to finish. No, I've never, like, really watched porn either. So yeah. I was, which, there's nothing wrong with porn. Yeah, no, I no, just, no. I it's just more, yeah, more yeah. like a personal preference. Yeah. Um, but, so, I've, you know, I've... Like, red erotic. Oh, yeah. Like, which is, you know, not really different. No. Um, that's not, it's still porn. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I've read porn. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, I, Yeah. Anyway. Go on. Um, so, uh, he was specifically referencing that they'll do, like, underneath shots. Yeah. And I was like, interesting. I was trying to think about the logistics of that. Because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. always thinking about the logistics of how things work because I don't know how many works. <laughs> um, and so I was like, oh, is, does he mean, like, under the, you know, like, are they, like, lying down or is this, like, standing up? So I, like, yeah. wanted to look. And he specifically referenced, like, oh, obviously I can't put this here on TikTok, sure. But if you go to my OnlyFans page, I have, like, a picture of this, like, shot that I'm referring to. So I was like, I will pay $5 to subscribe this. to this man's OnlyFans page so that I can find this picture. I'm 100%. very curious about the logistics of this. Totally, yeah. I will tell you that I did never find that picture because <laughs> I was clearly very buried. But what I did sure. find was a lot of porn. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that makes sense. And I was like... 
I don't know why I didn't expect <laughs> that it would all be I don't fun. know what I expected. <laughs> because it's OnlyFans, and, like, that's what OnlyFans it's is OnlyFans, for. OnlyFans, and also he's a, like, he's a porn, porn maker. Like, yeah, like, he's, yeah. He's, like, in the porn industry. This <laughs> makes a lot of sense that there would be a lot of porn. That's so funny. What I was not expecting was that every other photo was, like, a dick pic of himself. <laughs> And yeah, so okay, I was <laughs> scrolling through trying to find this like specific picture, which I did never find. Which that I'm sucks. Still disappointed. Yeah, I'll have to look again because I'm still yeah. subscribed. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I was like scrolling through, and just like this, there's just like videos uh-huh. of masturbation. There are lots of dick pics with like some very interesting captions. I'm not gonna say who this person was because I sure. don't want to like make fun of their page. Yeah, exactly. Because, it's yeah, that's not the yeah. point. No, yeah. and I think that's what people go to OnlyFans for. I've just never yeah. gone to OnlyFans. Yeah, me neither. I've never, yeah. That's never, so I've never seen a person that I, like, you know, consumed content for. It was like, I want to see what that person looks like naked. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Which yeah. I think is kind of what OnlyFans is for. Yeah, Unless you are, like, I know that if you're more in the sex work industry, like, a lot of times that's, like, you make money off of that. Yeah, and that is what your page is for. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times, I know that that's what like content creators will like put, you know, like nudes or yeah. whatever on OnlyFans. On OnlyFans, yeah. Which um, again, no shame. Yeah, no shame. Yeah, it's just not particularly something I've ever. It's just not something wanted. I'm looking for. Yeah, I've for. never sought out that type of content. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, first of all, of course, very shocked. Yeah. Despite the fact that I've seen yeah. many a penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quite shocked. Um, and then I was like, interesting. Um, and then I do this thing, which I think is a very autistic thing, where mm-hmm. I have a really hard time understanding how anything works, mm-hmm. even when I, like, understand on, like, a scientific level how things work. Yeah. I get very curious about, like, the minutia of how it works. Like, okay, when I was a child, I'm gonna, like, really put myself out there. When yes. I was a child, and I say a child, like, probably in my, like, early teens. Yeah. I understood the concept of kissing. Yeah. But I did not understand, like, the mechanics of kissing, of, like, where do your lips go? Okay, I have a story after this. <laughs> so I used to intentionally seek out, like, videos on YouTube of, like, you know, kissing scenes from movies or whatever. Yeah. And I would, like, I mean, zoom in to try to figure out how it Look worked. Because I was, like... Because <laughs> 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 I would try to figure out, like, okay, if I were doing this, like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. And uh, it was something I was very concerned about mm-hmm. as a child. Like, you know, at some point I'm going to have to kiss someone and I have no idea. Yeah, I also was very concerned about that as uh, a child. To be fair, I'm 25 and I still have no idea how it works. And I've watched so many of these videos and, like, this is what I study for a living is, like, yeah. sex and kissing and, like, erotic things. And I still have no idea how it works. And yeah. I think I'm just super autistic. And, like, understanding the exact, like, like step by step of, like, what do you need to do doesn't really apply. I feel like, yeah, and I don't really know either, and I have been in relationships where I've, like, kissed people or whatever, but, um, I feel like, I don't know, like, it's, it's hard to explain for me, but, like, the, the moment where the kiss, like, happens is kind of, like, the, the, the lead up to it and everything is kind of blacked out in my memory a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, I remember the experience of kissing someone, but, like, I don't really remember, like, exactly how we got there, or where our lips were, or, like, where my hands were, or whatever, so, I don't know, maybe it's because it was sort of, like, caught up in the moment or something, but, um, maybe I blocked it out because of trauma? I don't know. <laughs> and I think part of the point of that is that it doesn't matter, like, those are not things sure, you yeah. to think about, because, like, in the moment, you'll kind of figure it out. Yeah. But I'm a very, like, I have to have step-by-step instructions Definitely. of how this works before I do sense. it, which is, that's not really how, like, kissing or sex or any of that works. There's not sure. really step-by-step instructions. 
Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. But so I was then getting yeah. very deep into these this page of, like, watching stuff and being like, how does this work? And, like, yeah. zooming in and just, like, yeah, getting yeah, yeah. very, like, interested in, like, the how it works, which is obviously the opposite of the point of porn. Where you're, like, <laughs> just sitting there being like, wait, how does this work? Uh, I mean, it's not the opposite of the point of porn if you didn't grow up with any sex education. <laughs> yeah, didn't grow up with any sex education and am, like, very interested in, yeah. like, the concept of sex. Definitely, yeah. And so I was then just scrolling through this OnlyFans account being like, ooh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like interesting. And yeah. I'm like, I'm an idiot. Like this is, <laughs> what is this for? I love that so much. But I thought that was a very me experience. Yeah. That you would appreciate. I love that. That's amazing. Um, I was gonna tell you about my first um well, okay, so like I guess technically I had my first kiss when I was probably like seven, but like, you know, it was a it just like a peck or whatever. Um <laughs> actually I'm going to tell this story on the podcast, but um, if we're talking about my first kiss, it's actually a really embarrassing story. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much all of my kiss stories were embarrassing, but um, so when I was really little, um, m- my parents went to this Baptist church, um, and they were on the praise and worship team, and so they had practice on Wednesday nights, and um, so me and my brother and... Um, several other kids of other people on the worship team um would like just hang out in the like nursery area of the church and just like play with the toys or whatever and uh i was really close with my brother and this kid named nathan and um they were really into sonic the hedgehog at the time (laughs) why did we only know people very into sonic the hedgehog Um, Randy was really into it for a time. He collected the comics, you know, we played all the games, that kind of stuff, and so was Nathan. Um, and so we would role play Sonic the Hedgehog, but like not really because we were little. Um, so Randy was Sonic, obviously. Um, Nathan was Knuckles, and I was Amy, but we pretended that Amy was in love with Knuckles. So that you weren't in love with your brother. Yeah, exactly. So like that we even were avoiding this, like, incest. Young age, you were like, "This is incest. We shouldn't do that." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, literally. Um, and I didn't really know anything about Sonic, so th- that's just like what they told me or whatever. So I was like, "Okay, yeah, whatever." I didn't know that like Amy was Sonic's love interest, but like, who cares? Um, all I cared was that I had this big inflatable hammer, and I was like, "Pico, pico, hammer!" <laughs> but um, yeah, so like. And there was this, like, jungle gym thing called the Space Maze, and um, Nathan and I were up there one day, playing out a love scene between Knuckles and Amy, and he was like, and he was like, kiss me, and so I did, and then, like, Randy saw somehow, and he, like, held it over my head for weeks as, like, blackmail, and he was like, tell mom and dad if you don't, like, you know, like, get me a glass of water or whatever, like, get the remote from here. It was so stupid. It was kid things, you know? And finally, I got so mad, and I was like, you know what? I'm telling Mama Dad. <laughs> what a power move. So I went and told them, and they were like, literally, don't do that. <laughs> they were like, you're too young to be kissing boys. And I was like, fair enough. Um, take that, Randy. Um, <laughs> so that was technically my first kiss. But my first, like, um, like actual kiss... Um, I think I was 15, and I was dating this boy, and I was probably, like, five feet tall, right? And this boy was, like, you six said foot You probably four. were five feet tall, as if you're not still five feet tall. <laughs> five three? <laughs> that 
grown a good three inches in the past ten years. <laughs> I don't believe that. Really? We'll get a measuring tape out later. <laughs> I believe that you're 5'3". I do not believe that you grew to be 5'3 after you were about 15. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Um, so maybe I was 5'3 at the time. I have no idea. I don't know. I Whatever. think you stopped growing past, like, at that age when you were a girl, but I have no idea. Oh, cool. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't remember. Anyway, the point is that he was a lot taller than me. He was, like, over six feet. So we <laughs> looked really awkward together, and the mechanics of, like, cuddling and things like that were always really awkward. Mm-hmm. And, um, we were, like, walking around one day because in my tiny town I grew up and there was nothing to do. So we were just, like, going for a walk. And there was a park, like, down the street from my house. So we were at the park and, um, like, sitting on the, like, swings and he, like, got down on his knees in front of me, and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to kiss you, because that was the only way that he could like, be short enough to kiss me. Um, he would just stoop over? Yeah, I guess. I Literally, I know. We were awkward. Um, still am. <laughs> Don't know about him. I haven't talked to him in many years. <laughs> There's no way this man turned out to be okay, from yeah. what I know about him. Absolutely not. Definitely not. Talk about trauma. But anyways, um, I didn't know, because I got no sex education, I didn't know that you could kiss someone with your mouth open without using your tongue. <laughs> so I thought, oh, there's a kiss, and that's a peck, and then there's French kissing, and that's when you stick each other's tongues in your mouth, you know? <laughs> and um, he comes at me with an open mouth. <laughs> the fact that he went in yeah, with his mouth wrong. open is a little bit, like... Do that if you want. But that is, I can see why you were like, what? Like, that would be weird to, like, be looking at someone. Yeah. Already feeling very, like, I'm 15, this is awkward. And he's coming at you with his mouth wide open already. (laughs) Yeah, it was. That's a lot. And I was like, oh my god, he's gonna stick his tongue in my mouth. And I was like, I backed away and I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) And he was like, do you want to, like, try again? And I was like, nope. (laughs) Nope, no thanks. And, yeah, later we kissed but anyways that's yeah kisses i don't know how they work either that was my point (laughs) kissing is very like something that is very elusive to me yeah still now where i'm like i don't understand how it works or why people like it yeah for real like physical intimacy is like such a vulnerable experience for me and so it's scary and intimidating and also i've had bad experiences with it in the past and so i think that's why like that was i think it's the same thing where it's like not really an identity it's just more of like um a preference or that I put I don't know not not even really a preference but just like it's sort of scary to me yeah like I would rather not yeah yeah but yeah anyway first kiss stories <laughs> kiss stories I got in trouble for kissing someone which like I've never like properly kissed someone because I think kissing the idea of kissing to me is very gross mm, which yeah. I'm sure like in the right setting like maybe I would be okay with it but like, it's a, again it's a very sensory thing of like yeah I don't know like wetness is very gross to me yeah and so it can't be of, wet <laughs> well usually yeah usually there's mouths involved and mouths are inherently wet um which yeah. is and like mouth sounds are very gross to me mm, yeah and so that's something that I'm very like Ugh, like yeah, kind of sure. nasty um yeah. but I kissed someone in kindergarten at my school Mm -hmm. and my school was extremely religious yeah and I don't remember I'm pretty specific that I kissed him on the cheek yeah and I got in trouble dang like at the school yeah that's sweet (laughs) yeah and it was like this this boy that I was like he was my only friend yeah never had any friends same he was my (laughs) he was my one friend yeah 
And I think I just kissed him on the cheek, and I don't remember, like, I remember very specifically, like, where we were standing in the school, and, like, I bet I don't remember why I did it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if someone, like, told me to, or if it was just, like, I don't know. Who yeah. Knows. Yeah. Um, but I, like, kissed him on the cheek, the teacher saw, and we got in trouble. Dang. And she was like, you shouldn't be doing that, it's, like, inappropriate. Dang. And I was like... Is it? <laughs> is it? I mean, like, yeah, we were, like, six. Yeah. But also, we were six. Like, we yeah, didn't exactly. know that any of that was, like, You weren't describing any, no. um, yeah, any sexual overtones to kissing someone on the cheek. Like, it just was. Exactly. I was yeah. six. It was probably, yeah. like, funny or, you know, like, or you know, it meant to be thing. sweet or whatever. Yeah, yeah like, whatever, I have no yeah. idea. But. I don't know. I felt like if I saw a six-year-old kiss another six-year-old on the cheek, I wouldn't be, that, like, stop no, doing that. Because they're like, six. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's sweet. It's, like, yeah, a cute like, thing. There's no, like sexual tones to it when you're six. No, come on. Stop sexualizing children. Stop. That's... We should have called the podcast Stop Sexualizing Children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. People are so weird about that. And yeah, I just, don't get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also it sucks. I hate that. I feel like when I first started dating, I was, like, the first one in our household who, like, started dating. Like, I have a younger sister and an older brother, um... And I was the one who started dating first. And so it, we had never discussed, because we never talked about any of that stuff ever. So, like, we had never discussed rules about dating or whether or not we could. I just assumed because I was like... Why not? Yeah, my I was like, my parents trust me. Um, I'm, yeah, you know, like, why, why would I assume that that was against the rules? So when I first started dating, like, I... Um, basically told them that I was dating this guy and they were like well I don't know if you're allowed to do that and I was like what (laughs) and then they were like we're gonna have to talk about like some rules of like what you can and can't do with this person and like blah blah blah, whatever um and for a while they were like you have to have a chaperone on your dates how old were you 15 I know I know you were 15 I was 15 yeah and, like, by chaperone, they didn't mean one of them. They just meant that, like, we have to have another friend with us. You can't ever, like, just go out. You can't just, like, be alone. Yeah. So, obviously, we did that anyway and didn't tell them because of that was course. a stupid rule. I think, like, the first time I went out with him, I had <laughs> I had a friend with me. She felt super awkward. She, yeah. I mean, because, like, she, I was like, hey, you know, I was really upfront with her because I didn't want her to, you know, just be caught being a third wheel. So I was like, hey, you know, my parents uh, told me this thing, like, I have to have a friend with me, like, would you mind coming with me and just, like, um, hanging out with us for just, like, an hour or whatever, and I'll try my best not to make it awkward, and I did, but, like, it's still really awkward, Um, also I'm not very good at making things not awkward, so (laughs) it was awkward, but, um, yeah, and she was super uncomfortable because how could you not be, and so I was like, yeah, forget this, we're not following this rule anymore, I'm just gonna tell my parents we have someone with us and we're not going to. Because I think, like, because he lived far away, and I wasn't driving yet, um, so he would come and, like, pick me up or whatever, so, like, it didn't matter. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Like, the fact that, like, I know I was told, like, oh, you can't date until you're 16 when Mm -hmm. I was, like, I don't even, you know, 13, 14, whatever. Yeah. But I never had any interest in it anyway, because everyone I went to school with was terrible, and I didn't like to talk to people. So there was not really a concern there. Yeah. And my sister really didn't date, like, either at all. You know, like, we would go to, like, well, we, she would go to, like, you know, a dance, like, with a date, but it was never, like, really a dating situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, that never really, like, came into play It wasn't an issue at all. all. It wasn't an issue. But, like, the fact that, I don't know, that it's so, like, 
I think that less people would even be interested in doing anything they shouldn't be doing, which should, whether you should be doing yeah. that or not is yeah. a you problem and no one else's problem. Yeah. Um, if people didn't make such a big thing out of, like, well, yeah. there's all this stuff you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. So we've got to, like, do all these things to make sure you're not doing any of that. And yeah. it's like, that, first of all, none of your business. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Second of all, like, you're making such a thing out of it that people, like, are wanting to do it more because it's a thing they're not supposed to be doing. Yeah, now it's a rebellion thing. Yeah, there's yeah, so much, like, mystique around it. Yeah. It's like, I want to find Ooh, out. Why am I not supposed to do this? Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's... A mess. Well, and I felt like that added a lot of pressure to our relationship, too. And, like, um, yeah, like, when he asked me, like, to be his girlfriend or whatever, um, I remember, and this has always been my experience, but, like, I remember I went home and I was just, like, terrified. And, like, you know, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'll be your girlfriend. Sure, cool. And, like, at the moment I was like, ooh, I've never been someone's girlfriend before, ooh. But then when I went home, I was like, oh my god, I've never been someone's girlfriend before. And I think it had less to do even with him. And, like, he wasn't a great guy, obviously. But, like, he wasn't the worst guy. <laughs> wasn't the worst guy you've ever dated. <laughs> Definitely wasn't the worst guy I've ever dated. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, he didn't, I don't know. I feel like there wasn't necessarily as much of a reason to be afraid. It just was that, like, I, w I was thinking, like, um, dang, now I feel like there's a lot of obligation in our relationship that I never felt before. <laughs> and I don't know if that's, like, a fear of commitment for me or if it was, like, because he wasn't a great guy to be dating or, or because I was uncomfortable with the term girlfriend. I don't know, <laughs> you know? So, like, eh, whatever. But, yeah. Relationships are weird. Relationships are weird. And there's a lot of, like, especially when you're younger, I feel like more pressure put on you about things that you... Which is weird because it's almost like there's more pressure put on you by, like, adults, parents, whatever. Yeah. That you should be trying to have sex and then should not be doing that. Yeah. And there ever would be just innately to yeah. like sh that you should be it's like they expect that you should be trying to have sex right exactly and they must stop you right and i think there's more that expectation wasn't really an issue with me <laughs> yeah i think there's more expectation from them yeah you should be trying to have sex than there would be if you were just doing your thing yeah exactly because it's not inherently like normal for everyone to want to have sex no that's not a that's not that's not like a, a danger if you will for everybody but like i don't know eh, it's a whole thing and I think I've told you about this conversation before, but, like, a year or two ago, um, my parents, brother and sister, and I were having um, dinner with my aunt and uncle and their kids mm -hmm. at their house. And after dinner, like, um, sort of, like, the adults were hanging out in the living room, and Sam, my uncle, was, like, um, talking about uh, millennials, and which I don't, I don't know if I fall into millennial or Gen Z or you're born in 97, right? Millennial, yeah. Technically, it's Gen Z. Oh, okay, cool. The cutoff I is identify 96. Okay, but... I thought so. I identify more with Gen Z. Also, I've heard, I heard one, one thing that, like, um, resonated with me a lot was, like, you can tell, sort of, if you were a millennial, if you remember life before 9-11, mm -hmm. or if you, like, don't remember life before, like, the um, Homeland Security and TSA and stuff like that, or whatever. Anyways. And I don't remember a time before 9-11. Um, anyway, that doesn't matter at all. He was like, millennials these days, uh, 
don't want to have kids and like blah, blah 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 and like you know that's neither here nor there but um he was like he was like I just think that uh you know kids these days um don't want to have sex even because they're like not interested in it because it's like gross and he was like do you guys feel that way talking to me and my brother and my brother was like Ugh. what a weird there's children at the he table. Went, no, no, no. They were, they were gone. Okay, good. Yeah, they this were gone. still weird in front it's of your parents. Weird. Yeah, literally, my brother and was like... uncle to be like, do you want to have sex? Like, yeah, literally. My dude was... Or, my, sorry, my brother. My brother was like, dude, my parents are right here. <laughs> that was his answer. And I was like... Or, yeah, and because he was like, do you guys think that? Do you think sex is gross? And I was like, I mean, kind of. Because <laughs> I was like, if you're going to be weird about it, I'm going to be weird about it, Okay. Shut up. <laughs> That's so... It was so weird. So weird. And I would say, first of all, I know more millennials that probably do want to have children than I would say that don't. Yeah, me too. I mean, like, the, it's, like, fairly even in, like, yeah. the circle of people that I know that's, like, yes and no. But, like, mo- I would say the majority of people that I know, especially people that are in, like, some sort of committed relationship, like, probably want to have children. Yeah, or, like, are planning on one day having children. Or exactly. Yeah. Like, I think the only people I know that, like, don't outright would be your roommates. Yeah, that's true. And that's, yeah. like, most of the people I know are, like, either, like, I don't know yet or, you know, yeah, maybe one day type situation. Yeah. Like, I don't know a ton of people that are, like, adamantly no. Yeah. I don't want to have kids. I definitely don't want to have them biologically. <laughs> um, I've I thought for a long time, like, that it would be really cool if I were, like, in a stable, like, environment to, like, host foster kids to do that, but, like, I don't, I don't know if I'm cut out for that. I don't know. And I've seen a lot more, um, I'm on, like, adoption and fostering TikTok for some reason because I'm interested in that, and, um, I've seen a lot of, like, adopted kids or foster kids, um, who are now adults, like, speak out against the system and, and the way that the adoption is kind of, like, commercialized and stuff like that, and so I'm like, oh, dang, maybe it's, um, maybe it's not good, or if, if I was gonna do it, I would have to do it this way to be, like, you know, like, trauma-informed and, like, more of a legal guardian than a, an adult, or a, an adult, than a parent, <laughs> or whatever, but anyways, um, so I'm like, but maybe it's not for me at all. I don't know. I would have to... That's something that is the question for me, is I would have to think about whether I wanted to do that or whether it was, like, a good environment for kids to do that. Um, but I definitely don't want to have, like, biological children. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm very emphatically against the idea of having children for myself. Yes, yeah, But I also think I know <clears throat> so many people... The circle... The, uh, the, like, Venn diagram of people I know that have trauma from their parents and the Venn diagram of people I know that don't want to have children... Is a is circle. A, is a circle. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I would never true. want to, A, inflict on another child what my parents have inflicted upon me. Same. And also, I would never want to have a child in the environment that I currently am in, which is, there's issues that I have from my parents, and I don't want to project that on anyone. Exactly. Same. Yeah. And I know, like, no parents are perfect, and inevitably, you know, you're gonna, like, screw up your kids somehow. Um, you just are trying to do the best you can with the tools and information you have. Um, but, like, yeah, same. I don't want to do to another person what, uh, my parents do to me. Another, like, thing is I struggle with mental illness, and I don't want to genetically put that onto another person. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, anyways. 
Yeah, I think having kids is a lot, and I feel like, yeah. also, I never want to be pregnant, and I never want to go through labor. Oh my god, no. Pregnancy, god. pregnancy is a nightmare. No. And the idea of, like, I would say, and I don't think that, you know, being mentally ill, like, excludes you from no, the, having not children. at all. No. I would say that- That's the, a personal thing yeah, for me. Yeah, but I would say the brand of mental ill that I have yeah. is, like, that I am is, like, not- that is not conducive to the environment of children. Like, sure. I have too many issues with, like, noises and, sure. like, textures, and I am very, like, impulsive. I want to do things at a certain, like, you know, I want to do this now type of situation. Like, that's just not yeah. conducive to kids. And yeah. I don't want to make myself a person that I'm not just yeah. to have a child. Yeah. When there's already thousands of children in the world that don't have any parents. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I feel like that's a responsible decision, saying, like, I don't want to, like, lay my own life down to raise a child, um, and so I'm not gonna have one, because I know that if I had a kid, there, that would be, like, a compromising situation, I don't want to pick a kid, another person into that. Exactly, and yeah. it's, the selfish choice is the right choice in that situation, like, never, don't have a kid because, well, that's, like, it's more selfless to have a child, which no, is, not it's not true at First all. all. No, that but, kid never has to be here. <laughs> no, and that kid was not going to exist unless you brought them into existence. Yeah. It's not like you, this kid was, de- like, you know, yeah. fated to exist, and right. now, whatever. Like, yeah, exactly. Whatever. What? This podcast has really gone off the rails. <laughs> I, I knew it would. <laughs> First episode. First episode. Let's talk about whether or not we want to have kids. <laughs> This is, welcome to our podcast, this is going to be every episode. Every single episode. Yeah. Exactly like this, we've gone, it's been a roller coaster. we've talked about about approximately 200 topics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we forgot what we were talking about several times. So many times. We stopped to Google multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> and we've said, we're gonna have to cut that out multiple times. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see we'll what see makes it in. What makes it in this episode. Um... Okay, do you want to wrap it up because we're a little over an hour? Yeah, I feel like this is a good, good time to yeah, wrap it up. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, cool. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry guys. that you listened to that. <laughs> Thank you, and I'm sorry. Thank you, and I'm sorry. 